0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drive Talking, where we take a light-hearted look at the world of motoring, from our love of driving to those little things that just drive us round the bend. I'm Thomas Kilroy and joining on the show today is our automotive engineer Aditya, together with our very own car mechanic, the super talented Zara. So, hang on, we have a voice, have we?
1: Have... We got there, I think, <laughs> I hope. Can you guys yeah, hear
0: me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear Which you. Which actually is hi. the most important thing, because...
1: Oh, the, that on. would help if I took this off my oh, camera. Wow. Okay, <laughs> Hello. excellent, excellent. Hello.
0: excellent. Now, How's um, it going? fabulous. Welcome, welcome. So, I'm going to do two things. Um, I'm going to say, hi, Zara, meet aditya aditya meet zara which is like awesome
1: (laughs) how's it going hi aditya how's it going
2: hi zara how are you how are you doing i'm
1: good thank you nice to finally meet you you too yeah i've heard so much about you thomas has told me loads about you so i'm excited Uh,
2: likewise
0: (laughs) cool so how are we gonna get this going (laughs) Right. So the fact is that we've never all been in the same room together. We nearly, nearly happened today, except I came up with a cold, so we couldn't. You couldn't come over and join us, Zara, and rightly so. So I suppose for people who have tuned into this and wondering what is this this thing that's happening, um, drive talking, and I think the thing that unites us is our love of cars, motoring, Formula One, just the experience of driving tinkering with engines looking at cars admiring them uh you know anything around that whole thing i think that's where this came from correct me if i'm wrong unless we're unless it was another podcast that we're supposed to be starting today that's what i thought it was (laughs) and no
2: yeah no yeah you're absolutely right yeah that's exactly why we yeah it was just the love of cars And then and then I think what
0: was happening, what was what was happening was uh, so Adi is my housemate and we were having these amazing conversations where I mean, any little thing, we would talk for like 25 minutes about a thing. I don't know. uh, I I remember once I asked you about explain to me how electric vehicles work, like if it says it has a range of 260 miles or whatever it is. If you floor it how come it doesn't go 260 miles and you were explaining that and we're going to come to that another time but it's that idea of you you had this deeper understanding of the technology under the hood uh, and and what's on the horizon and then equally the way i met zara was um my daughter happened jade happened to say to me there's a really good garage in um in in botley road in oxford go in and see them and I go in and I meet Sham and wow, what an amazing customer experience that is. I mean, they I mean, I know they're busy. They're like so busy, but they make time for you. So respectful. And they, what I love about it is, is the way they look after the cars. They look after as if the, it's their own car. Like Sham will always say, look, if, yeah. if it was me, I do this. And I say, well then just do that. And he'll, you know, we have that understanding. Yeah. So, out of nowhere, pops up Zara from under the bonnet of a car because she's wearing her overalls <laughs> and fixing something, and she's working there as a apprentice mechanic. Is that correct?
1: Yes. So yes. So yeah. I think, so that's yeah, how I met Zara. Mechanic. So
0: that's how we got together today. So now I need to know from Zara what in your what was going on in your head that brought you to standing in a freezing cold garage surrounded by all these guys gar- and just. <laughs> you know, let's face it, it's the worst thing for a manicure ever is getting, uh, unless unless Swarfiga is good for getting that up from under your fingernails. Tell me your journey of what got you involved in cars and mechanics.
1: Oh, well, I guess, um initially, I guess I always had a passion for cars. I, I grew up with, you know, two older brothers and my dad and they used to watch all the programs, Top Gear, Fifth Gear, Wheeler Dealers. And <laughs> so I guess I took a strong passion towards it and in school I'd do drawings of cars and never did I imagine I'd ever work on a car but that was you know it wasn't the main ambition but it was always something that I would have loved to have done and then I remember I started driving and I um, curbed my car one day so I went to the garage and I said look um, you know I've done this and the suspension arm's bent and they were like, oh, okay. And I told them, Sham and Saki and everyone, they were so, so lovely. And I told them, you know, I broke the car. And um, when it came to fixing it, as I think it might have initially been as a joke, like, do you want to fix it yourself? Yeah. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I went in there and they actually helped me. Saki guided me through it. And I just did a little bit of, um, I just changed the suspension arm with him. And then yeah. after that, I get a text message from them. And they're like, you know, do you want to come in another day? And then... It was sort of to help on the phones, but they could see that my passion was with the practical side of it. So then they'd say to me, "Okay, this is how you service a car. This is how you change tires. And then little by little, I just guess I I I've learned a lot more than I knew before I met them. Right,
0: right. Amazing. So then I'm curious, what would be your favorite thing to be told to get on with? I'm curious about that.
1: My favorite like the, yeah, is a definitely. job
0: comes in and they say, "Oh, could you do such and such? What would be the thing?" Brake pads. Break pads. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of fun to do. I yeah. love
1: changing brake pads. I think with servicing, I like servicing, but there's a lot of. I think once you get to the pollen filter that's my sometimes I'd just be like ah oh, didn't see it where is it <laughs> and they'd have to come along and do it instead cuz they knew I just pollen filters
0: were tricky right, ones Right <laughs> so hang on brake pads what does that mean I have no idea what what, oh, what so- I, And I don't want a full tutorial today cuz we're going to do that another time but I'm just curious what what is it about brake pads that makes yeah. it like a, a a good little job to be getting on with
1: I think the best thing about brake pads is it's just so satisfying once you've, so you like, obviously you've taken the wheel off, you undo the caliper and take the screws out and stuff. And just that, like peeling the brake pad off such a rusty pad and then giving it a nice clean and, you know, putting on a new set of brake pads and lubing them up and making sure that for me was probably my favorite because I like that now the customer had a car that wasn't yeah, squeaking. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> You don't have to bleed the brakes.
1: Yeah, before... yeah, no, oh, no. Yeah. So yeah, with someone would get in the car and uh, go on the ramp and oh, just like yeah,
2: I used to remember yeah. I hated bleeding brakes. <laughs> really. Like, so what does that mean? Bleeding yeah. brakes. <laughs> so it's so it, it's all used. It's all hydraulic pressure that works in the braking. So that when you press the brakes, it 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 actuates a hydraulic. Uh, it's like a piston, and that pushes the fluid, the brake fluid, into your. In the calipers into your brake disc and that's how it grabs and comes right. off. So uh, to to open it up, you have to first remove that brake fluid because that's a pressurized system. Right. Right. Because right. then if you start pulling it off, it's <laughs> just going to have brake fluid spraying <laughs> all over right. everywhere. It's like a pressured hose. <laughs> so uh, you got to remove that first and then put right. that back in. I got gotcha. you. So that's brake ah, fluid
0: okay, 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 okay. Wow. So, so yeah, it's a quite an intricate job in itself but what i'm what i'm hearing is that the idea of you got this old thing mac broken you t- take off strip away put it on and then you got something that's pristine and clean and kind of like it's almost like i really it's like a i suppose when you get your hair done or you get a manicure or you get you know it's like a oh it's a, just a nice kind of sense of yeah yeah satisfaction and so then i'm curious then what's the one that when sham says yeah that job's just come in could you go and do that what's the one that's like oh no not that one now you mentioned the pollen thing is it, <laughs> is, is there a reason or was there a, or is there another job that's like even worse than that
1: i personally really disliked and i think sham knew this as well <laughs> like, i really dislike doing taxi tires you know black cab <laughs> yeah, taxis yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind so much changing the tyre, but when it came to balancing it, because they've got quite a different um, hub in the middle to the regular tyres do. And so the way you yeah. position it on, I'd always catch my finger and then you'd hear every curse word that's in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'd always catch my finger and that would be... But um, that was one. But with regards to pollen filters, I think it's just because the pollen filter is located under the passenger side right. glove box um so in order to change it you need to really either take the whole glove box out and take that bit out or we just sort of like go under and and it's just an awkward yeah, position yeah, yeah. you know so sometimes I'd yeah. literally be like lying on the seat flat back on yeah. my, like I'd be lying on the seat flat on my back with my head under the glove box right. bit and just be uh, like taking yeah. it out like that and yeah. Yeah, that wasn't great.
0: So, again, <laughs> I, what I find really interesting about that is, and Addy, I'm looking at you here. Why don't car designers think about those things? Because you're right. Uh, <laughs> when the guy, I, I have a uh, dash cam that I want fitted, uh, you know, and I know to do that job, he's going to have to take out so much of it to get this thing in. Do the is there any ever any consideration for those things, or is it like? There's a little bit of space, shove I mean, the thing in there. It doesn't matter what it does to, to get it done, you know.
2: Oh, no, like, so the thing is, it, it's what what matters to them is more important. Like, it's how to get the whole car yeah. functioning. So, uh, I mean, Until the true, pollinator true. fails. I, I, like <laughs> the pollen filter, <laughs> the pollen filter, I understand. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, I think it's more of, it, it had to be in a certain position in the air conditioning yeah. system. And the best place to keep it was in right. that position. And even though it's an awkward place to get into, it's the best solution right. they could find. Because as an engine, you want it to be serviceable. You want it to be... You want to be able to fix your car as yeah. easily as possible um, and replace units as as easily as possible. That That's another whole secondary revenue stream that is amazing for car makers.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> and... Uh, but uh yeah something like a dash cam that's not in their considerations of exactly. design when you're cuz it was not a thing until yep. recently like the main aim of a the, the dashboard was to cover up your your paneling right. your instruments coming right, in right. so like all your electronics oh. for your for your steering wheel yeah. so the mechanics of the steering everything that's just to protect the driver in case of yeah. an impact and obviously make everything look uh, neater course, nice. <laughs> on the yeah, outside yeah, yeah aesthetically so it was, that, yeah like i want a nice beautiful dash that's right. surface on top oh that's it looks right, great that's
0: right. uh, I'm, 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 my limited experience of dashboards you know as you look at them is the jaguars that i've driven are nicer than the bmws i've driven because the jaguars tend to be a little bit more leather and the other ones tend to be a little bit more plastic that's all i know so mm, you know but then that's yeah. that's why you choose one car over another but yeah, that's an interesting take. Yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. The 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 function of the dash, I, I hadn't thought about that before.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. yeah it's, for them, it's all it. For us, it's always uh, them. For us, it's all function. It's about how it it has to, what it's doing. What's its main purpose? And it is to house your airbags. It is to house your electronics. It is to house your steering components. Your so every switch that you have, it needs to go there. Where you yeah. now you have all your infotainment screens. <laughs> it needs to house all the electronics and and the screen yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all about fitting that in, and then and then also not obstructing view of the yeah. driver. So the wind he should not, it should not block the view of the wind. So from the windscreen, you should still be able to see yes. everywhere, and drive the vehicle. So that's where it comes from. So then. To have aftermarket accessories cut stuck right. onto it, like a right. dash cam, is not in their primary of course, considerations of if yeah. design. So that's why it becomes a big Right. Issue.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. And of course they've packed more and more in. Like if you go back thirty years, you open up lift the bonnet and there's like loads of room in there. <laughs> you know. Whereas now today there's so much yeah. electronics, so many computers all doing stuff. Uh, there 's so much padding in there there 's so much and by the way i 'm screaming out for words in my head of what's under the because I have no clue all I' <laughs> see is this block and a really nice sign on the front of whatever the make of the 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 the, the manufacturer is, but it's just there's so much more technology in there today so so of course you know, which reminds me of a story I heard this story about the iPod when they were when they were making the, the first uh prototypes of the iPod. And they brought one in to uh, Steve Jobs in, into his office and it was the latest sort of version. And it was looking like, you know, like a packet of cigarettes, maybe a tiny bit bigger than that size of a packet of cigarettes. And and he took it in his hand and he kind of he, he, he was holding it and he was flipping it back and forth. Now, I don't know if this story is true, but I like to think it is. But this is what I heard. So he, he, he's back and forth and he said, no, it needs to be smaller. And one of the guys, said, you know, exasperated, said, we'll have to invent new levels of small to get that any smaller. Like we it's we have to invent new technologies to make it smaller. We can't get any smaller. And apparently where Steve Jobs was standing, behind him was a fish tank, fish in there. So he took it and he tossed it into the fish tank. And as it sank down, all these bubbles came up. He said, you see those bubbles? Yeah, make it smaller. <laughs> Because if yeah, there's bubbles yeah. in there, there's air, which is room to make it smaller. Uh, you know. So anyway, I thought, yeah, he's right. <laughs> there's always that's there's always clever. room in there for something else. And of course, this these days, there's yeah. more and more. Which then begs the question: Will there ever be a day? Will there ever be a day when dash cams come built in?
1: I assume so. I would assume that they would become more sort of um, a requirement. Yeah than a sort of you know something that people want it's purely because of the you know the basis that everyone that's driving and there's more and more cars on the road each yeah. year and i think that will slowly slowly be a necessity okay. i feel uh, i don't know just that's an intuition. Point. i have a
0: thought about that as you're speaking but i want to hear at these what do you think do you think that dash cams yeah. would ever be part of built in
2: uh yeah yeah it, it definitely so it it, it there's definite gain to have again yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and it's always helps to ha- it's it it's so safe to have one it just helps with insurance claims and it's so, it's, it's perfect yeah, that's proof yeah yeah no no it's definitely the question
0: then i i'm so two things one is i asked my insurers if i get a dash cam fitted would i get any kind of a discount on my thing and they said no and i, which I found very surprising you'd imagine that it would improve your your you know what well, i don't want to say credit rating but your your reduce your risk you know but but they said they they don't see it as a as a big difference in in how you drive
2: and I kind of agree with Go them on. because it it's not reducing your risk of getting crashed into or it's the risk it's reducing your risk of not getting your right, claim right 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 yeah yeah so it's only that once you get hit you you have the evidence to say oh this right. is what happened and it collaborates right. your story so they can't Big right. video claim.
0: Okay so actually they would rather have the ambiguity of being able to fight fight it in court and and then it and then it's Absolutely. like well it could have been like this or it could have been like this it's a shame we don't have any dash yeah. cam footage
3: <laughs> Yeah yeah
0: so then the exactly. second point i had on that notion was the philosophical question of let's just say you're standing in a i don't know it doesn't matter p- pick a pick a garage uh, a brand of your choice you're standing there There's two identical models, identical, doesn't matter. BMW 420D just popped into my head. There's two of them there. But one comes with built-in dash cam, one doesn't. Would you buy it? And and the reason why I'm now questioning in my own mind, would I or not, is then you have this question of privacy of, oh, now I have this tool that's Mm. recording everywhere I go. Do I want that in my car? So now that's a different, which I hadn't thought of before as I asked the question. So, if you had the two, would you buy the one with the dash cam, knowing that a dash cam is seven hundred pounds the proper properly good one you know the the well the one I have is close to that because it's got the the rear camera and the front camera and four k footage and you know all the rest of it so if you want that level of spec, then you're gonna spend that kind of money. but if that was built in, so you're gonna get that as part for the same price, would you buy it? I'm not so sure what do you think?
1: I, I don't uh, know. I'll let you go. Adi, I want to know what you say first.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I would do it. I would take it. Uh, and Because, yeah, like, yeah, the camera might be on. Hopefully, like, they give us options to switch yeah, off yeah, your of camera course. when yeah. you want it. Uh, So, but the thing is, the, the, the idea of it is that it stays on whatsoever. Yeah. Even if you bought an aftermarket one and you kept it on, you of would leave it on. It's not, there's no time you would switch it off unless you had parked it in your garage and you think it's safe but it could also be used as an anti-theft system so it's like oh should i leave it on or not so then that's where you get that play uh and the second thing is anyway our phones are listening in on us we have all these devices that basically are we have given that consent so why not have something that would potentially save you thousands of pounds that's of expenditure that's on your car actually that's a really good way of thinking about it as well
0: again i hadn't thought about that you know you're 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 right i do not drive my car without plugging in my phone i i even to tesco's four minutes drive in with a phone and i sometimes press the button just to kind of tell me is it quicker to go this way or this way even though it's only four minutes around the corner but i live right next to Bister village so believe me if you don't if you go the wrong way outside Bista village you could be there for an hour yeah. But uh yeah, that's Very interesting. Tricks. So you were going to say something, Zara. What what were your thoughts?
1: Oh no, I just I think I was pretty much on the same page as uh, yourself, Aditya because I also have that same belief. You know, nowadays everyone's got a smartphone or a camera. There's CCTV everywhere, so I guess if it's already built in with the option to turn off, then yeah. I think that's a good idea. Personally, I mean, at, when you first said it, I was like, oh no, built in that means it, like it's going to be there all the time, but. In the sense that you have control on when it's on, when it's off, I think it's actually a good idea. Then, you know, it's already there and it's more practical for you than rather go out and get like a top of the range on, like you said. So, yeah,
0: because the risk of damage to the I mean, interior when you're uh, fitting it is the problem, isn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not entirely sure how the built in one looks, but I have seen ones where, you know, it's
0: plugged into the wing. Uh, yeah.
1: The rear, the view, rear yeah, view, yeah, 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 <laughs> the there, re- yeah, yeah, the rear view yeah, mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, well, I, I,
0: I have one, so I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm going to ask the chap who's going to fit it for me if I can just film a little bit because, I, you know, mind you, when I go down there, I'm horrified. It's like a scene from, um, is it uh, Return of the Jedi? You know, when they when they end up in the in the belly of the the the, 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 the huge thing where they're torn apart, when they're breaking apart all of the electrics or all of the all the robots. broken apart was it uh yeah it was it was in return of the jedi and they and they and they they they, they end up where he ends up being pulled apart uh c-3po and yeah 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 well when when i go down all these beautiful cars but he's got them all pulled out to your point about the dashboard and all the wires are all hanging out like the guts of the car are all hanging out like like there (laughs) and he's just sitting there i'm thinking what if he forgets how to put it back together again you know like what if he you know suddenly got banged on the head and then forgets (laughs) that was like i'm thinking gosh if i took anything apart even if i have to do three things unscrew. 10 minutes later i'm going yeah how did that how did that fit it back together Uh, you know i'm back into youtube looking for the tutorial video and how to put it back together again and this guy pulls these things apart and he was telling me yeah he said you just need to leave the car with me for a day and I'm thinking, yeah, i bet half a day is spent on uh, YouTube looking up tutorials on how to put it all back together. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: it's an interesting I point. did get a piece. Of, I was going to say, I did get, um, when I was working as a, like apprentice mechanic, there was the best advice I had was take a picture yeah. of it before you even touch okay. it. And then that way, as you're putting it back together, you can see when there's, and it actually came in handy once because I changed some spark yeah. plugs And I'm not sure if you're aware, some of the coil packs that go on top, some of them have like a long uh, wire connection rather than being individual. And I took it all apart, put it all back together and it wasn't working. And I just realized from the picture that the two plugs are not in the right place. So there you go. Then from then I'm like, okay, always take picture. Right,
0: right. So that's a really good tip for anybody who's attempting to do Mm -hmm. it. You take a photograph beforehand as you're taking it apart. You see, I wouldn't think of that. Yeah. And then, and then halfway through, as actually a very yeah, good plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> knowing knowing how I would do it, I would just go yeah. straight
2: in, and then I would be like, "Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah exactly." I the picture, <laughs> and then I'm desperately trying to yeah, fix things now. Right, yeah. right.
0: So, um, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting about the privacy because on one level, I was thinking, yeah, there's the privacy, out, but then you're right—you plug in your phone, and then suddenly, you, you, well, guess what? You're just yeah. telling everyone where you are all the time, anyway.
2: Yeah. 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 And uh, talking about like uh, there is so when you have a Tesla, they actually have something called the Sentry okay. mode. Is when you leave your car parked outside and you go somewhere, you can set it on Sentry mode, which basically triggers all its right. cameras. So they, they have parking cameras in the front, the rear, the right. sides, wow. uh, cameras on the wing mirrors, and on the rear yeah. view mirror inside the car, which. Basically, is all it when it detects motion in front of the vehicle, it'll switch on and record. So it then it so if somebody comes and crashes into your car when you're yeah. not in it, it records it. Then it would wow. if someone's trying to run like steal your car. And I think somebody did get caught on camera trying to like jack open the door wow. of a Tesla, and his face was all captured, and they were able yeah, to yeah, prosecute yeah, yeah, yeah. based on the evidence. So. They are integrating them into right, cars now. Right, right. And already. I did read somewhere actually wow. about that.
0: Now you've just reminded me that somebody also took a key to to a Tesla, and and it just happened that it was in the same setting, and the cameras caught the caught the picture. And and it's like a regular pensioner going by, but it just for some reason I think it was a neighbor yeah, that annoyed yeah. them, or they were parked on a curb or something, and they just walked by with a key. Wow. And uh, and suddenly they wow. were they were in court and you know and get they only get fined about a hundred pounds or whatever but the stress of going to court is already enough. But um, so okay, <laughs> thank you. You've mentioned earlier on Zara about what got you involved in cars, Adi, Your story, you've told yeah. me a couple of times. Oh my <laughs> god! So tell me how you got involved in automotive engineering and what was the spark that that inspired you yeah. to to go down that road as a career. I'm curious.
2: Yeah. So um, actually it, I, I always had a fascination to cars as, as I was younger and my mom and dad would always tell me that I would go and read up about cars, like get magazines and constantly read about them. I would know which car was on the road at what, but in India, like these are the cars on the road. What are the specification of those cars? And I would love to like just point out and identify cars on the street and I would start spitting facts about them <laughs> uh and i always had that inkling towards it but i think what cemented it for me was when i watched formula one and God. this is when uh this is back in 2008 my dad uh was he, w- he was a fan he was a ferrari fan but admittedly they don't watch much of formula one uh, but he was a huge michael schumacher fan and he loved the idea of ferrari winning and in 2008 it, this was the brazilian grand prix um it it was a chance for ferrari to win the title again after in in a year like basically they were again in the challenge to win the title and all the driver had to do was win the race so my dad was quite excited oh ferrari's going to win again so he's like he sat me down this time he's like oh you're old enough now to understand sit down and let's watch this race and the first thing i like what blew my mind was, first of all, these, do, these cars don't look anything like That's what right. we have on the road. They are it's just a completely different beast. What are these big wings in front? Why do they have wings? First uh-huh. of all, why doesn't our cars have that? And it's only one person? or oh, how do people travel? And then my dad's like, no, no, it's just for racing. They just go around the track. And then like, as I watched the race, it's like, oh, wow, these cars are hitting 300, 350 kilometers per hour absolutely flying yeah. on the road and it, they're turning at 90 de, like a 90 degree turn at 100 kilometers an hour it was just mind-blowing and from there my like passion for it just kept in, like increasing and I would keep learning and keep reading about all of this and keep reading about especially cars back then and then slowly I would I got into Formula One on my own and je- kept following Formula 1 until it became an addiction. And it's basically everything. I, uh, I love Formula 1 and I love motorsport. And uh, that just fueled my uh, will and to go into this yeah. field. So I did automotive engineering in my undergrad in India. And I uh, joined a Formula student team, which basically builds a single-seater electric race car. So we build designed, a race car, built
0: and exactly. raced
2: uh, our own race car, and and, uh, and self-funded, so, and self-funded. And
0: self-funded. I, That's the important bit. You had to pay your own money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, skin oh, yeah. in it's the game.
2: Of, yeah. So uh, basically, yes. So our university did not. Um, they were they were supportive, but they said we won't give you monetary funds. We'll give you the access, space to build your car, but we won't fund you to build this car. And So we said, okay, we took it upon ourselves to put, so every student who was part of this team put in close to about 2,000 pounds of our own money to build this vehicle.
0: (laughs) Which is crazy.
2: And uh, so we bought, we actually would contact suppliers from China to buy ourselves. We we flew ourselves in from China. We bought chargers from China. We had... uh, we had huge deals with the local industries around to for, to get composite materials and carbon fiber and we would build our, uh, so we designed all our uh the design the vehicle from scratch and then would weld it ourselves would uh it design the braking system uh, throttle pedals all the el- onboard electronics was all designed in house wow design our battery pack as well. So like how the cells go inside this, the whole pack, how does that fit into the car? Everything to go into a ra- like a car design, we would yeah. think about it, design it and then build wow. it. And I was in the aerodynamics division. So I would work on designing the front revings, front end revings, the side pods, which would then were used for cooling down of all our radiators. So like every, anything that was heating up in the battery pack, the motors we would cool it down use it to uh and then get performance from the floor and everything like that so i was in that was what i would do and then uh doing that i was like all right this is this is where i want to be this is the this is exactly what i want to do in life and i and then i came here so hang on hang on just before you 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 jump, jump hang
0: on let's finish that story you built the car right what happened with the car
2: Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> thank you. So, yes, uh, we built the car and then we took it to uh, the Indian competition in 2018 and we came wow. first. Really? First? Wow. And so, yeah, so we, yeah, we came first. So we were the best uh, electric Formula student team in India. Wow. And uh, is it an electric all-
1: car? Sorry.
2: Yes. Yes. It's a, wow. it's a completely electric race car. Wow, uh, I wish I had the photo to show you. Yeah. What we uh, do send
0: through the photograph and then on the video we can we can post the video and then maybe we can post it in the show notes.
2: Yeah, perfect. So uh, yeah, so it was a rear wheel Drive electric car. So we wow, had uh, um, a single it was a single gear. So all you had to do was it, it was very simple and you could see like a chain sprocket come to the rear axle. And then that would power the two of So like a big scale X-string.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just yeah. pull the trigger and it goes. Yeah. So then, uh, I have a lot yeah, of stories. I was going to yeah. say, and then, and then what was the, was it like a race or how, when you say first, what determined it coming first?
2: So, um, the student is, it's a, it has multiple, uh, like you could say multiple tests that they have. Like there's a lot of exactly. So um, you have the static division and then you have the dynamic division. So static division is just, you go in front of judges and you, they scrutinize your, your design. So they look at why you designed it in such a way. They come and look around the car and start to try. First of all, they're ensuring that the car has to pass safety procedures so it, ev- ev- when you join the competition, the first thing you do is you go through these scrutineering where experts from the field will come in and start, they, they've read the rule book and we all have a rule book that we all designed this car based on. And we have, to clear th- we have to clear those safety rules first before we're allowed to go onto track. And then that's where you, the, di- so we have to, once we're done with the design, we also show like, a, there's like a cost event as well, where we talk about how much everything costed us. And we have to keep a big you have to keep a huge directory on this is how much each part costs why we built it in such a way and why we chose to use this manufacturing process blah 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 and we have to defend why our car costed this much to make um and then we so then once you take it to the dynamic side it that's where once you cleared all your testing you're clear your car is safe to go on track It comes on track and then you have four events. One is an acceleration test, one and acceleration and then brake. You have a autocross, which is they've built this track, uh, like a one kilo, like close to a kilometer long track. It depends. And, uh, they build this track and you have to basically go one lap around it and you're timed and then your time is compared with the other, other cars. So the fastest car basically essentially wins and uh, then you have the endurance event which is the biggest uh, event where on that same track you have to complete 24 wow. laps
0: 24
2: 24 laps yeah and so our car actually could just about only do it so it if you on a full charge it could run for 30 minutes and right, that's it right
0: right right right
2: <laughs> And then you needed eight hours yeah. of charging. So,
0: yeah. so, so then the combination of maybe coming second in that third, in that first, in that, you know, it's like, and then, and then exactly. Like all so like or
2: something. So yeah, exactly. So all those divisions you have to, based on how well you scored in all of them, they all have a certain right. percentage yeah, on your overall yeah, yeah, yeah. score. And that becomes wow. your, so then if you come, if you're highest in the, in all of them together, that's course, when you win, you course. come first. Uh, so, but in, when we went to that competition, we came first in everything, but one division yeah. at the and wow. we were second in that division. So okay. like, it was quite, uh, quite a sweep and it was quite, it was, oh, that was amazing. exciting. Amazing. That was awesome. So there you go. And okay. Yeah, so we actually brought the car over to UK really? as well. Really? At wow. That time. Yeah. So we came and had a formless, we came to form the student UK and also went to form the student in Italy. Wow that same year so we brought the, we shipped the car yep. from uh-huh. India to UK and then then to Italy and then back wow Amazing. <laughs> i
1: can't imagine that was cheap either to oh, ship in there no. and here and there <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh that was a whole other game that was oh, wow. uh, it was quite uh it, it was yeah because shipping electrical parts especially yeah. battery packs of that high voltage is a is a risk so you need to you need to have You need to pass customs in each country. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes in. You had to bring in the university lawyers to help us go through all of that. You had to get clearances from the government that we're bringing in high voltage uh, equipment, essentially, that could potentially harm people. So we had to make sure that in shipping, it was also safe to move around Mm -hmm. So it was a lot, a lot of effort and a lot of planning.
0: Amazing. Amazing.
2: So then you came over then to
0: Brooks, uh, Oxford Brooks University. Yeah. And then you you studied, what was the degree course that you did there?
2: So I did motorsport engineering in Oxford Brooks University because, yeah, I've always been, uh, as I mentioned, completely addicted to Formula One. So this is what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I thought, why not come here and uh, get it was the best opportunity yeah. it, it gives you the exposure into that field and oxford brooks is a wonderful university for uh formula student and uh, it there's oxford brooks racing which is right now the best uh, formula student right. team in uk that's my unbiased yeah, of course opinion. i was gonna say yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's get four other students from uh, around the
0: country in the, in the room and see what they say yeah, yeah. but for now we'll agree with you <laughs>
2: yes <laughs> yeah so yeah. then uh yeah but we went and built another electric race car but this was a four wheel drive electric right okay
3: oh, yes
0: yeah, yeah and then was that again for Did a similar competition or or just yeah for, for exactly the same right.
2: competition so it was formula student uh but now we our focus was going to formula student uk right. and attempting to go abroad right. as well but because of covid and just uh, timing issues we didn't go uh, to another country yeah 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 uh, but it uh, or yeah but this year my team is right. going to go across so that's fantastic, quite exciting
0: fantastic and then i do know then that you came over to bister where you became my housemate and that was because you then yeah. got a job with arrival it was your first job then having left university and unfortunately Arrival yes. have departed I think it's the right phrase. Uh, <laughs> if you yeah, could say that, you yeah. yeah, with a nice yeah, word, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and You know, we won't, yes, maybe another time we'll know. go into that, but uh, unfortunately you were one of the casualties of their cash flow problems and you were one among the first group of people who were then being, taught, being made aware that your role was at risk. Yes. Yeah. And you've, you're now looking and hunting, you know, Fingers crossed that the next roll comes up. By the way, Zara, I'm going to tell you now: we're not we're not going to spill any beans or say anything out of school. But there's one or two Formula One teams in the mix to get Addie's expertise. So let's see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. All right. So uh, hopefully, like, hopefully,
1: hopefully. If I've mentioned or if you've mentioned to Addy that um, I'm also in the motorsport industry with regards to sort of the social media there side go. Of You marketing see, for someone. you see, this is what I so, wow. really Come on, no, tell us yeah. more yeah. about this.
0: No. No. I want to know now. I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Come
1: on. Well, I actually, um, so about a year ago now, I met this um, really, really, we're really good friends now. Um, so his name's Sean and he started racing in the UK for the Formula Ford wow. Series. And, um, as we met, I was like, oh, you know, I've never been to a race before. And, um, so then I went along to like Silverstone and a couple of other racetracks and I got, I like stepped into this world that I always saw on TV, you know, and you just, it's just so surreal when you're actually there at the racetrack. And I guess like one thing led to another and I really enjoyed it and I always wanted to sort of go. And then eventually, um, I started working for this gentleman and, uh, you know, I sort of do the. Social media and the marketing, and the, and then when you go to these places, and it's just something else. Because having worked on yeah. cars, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm behind the scenes with the team. And they're getting ready to go out, and I'm like, So, what does yeah, this yeah, do? Yeah, so, yeah. Why, why are the shock absorbers yeah. positioned yeah. like this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. it's And some of them look at yeah, me like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> Does she read this from a yeah, book? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, then, yeah, and then now, yeah, it's been a real great experience. So, now this year, um, he'll be doing GB free. And so I'm really excited to see what this year so holds. So just be tell a me a little
0: more. bit more about what does that mean, GB3? What's the, what? how does that uh, work? I don't know.
1: So I I believe it goes up in rankings. You've got like GB4, GB3, uh, F4, F3, F2, F1. Right. And so GB3 is quite a renowned, it's British racing, I think. This is um yeah. something that I'm still learning myself, but... It is a British racing, yep. basically, and it's basically the third category of the, um,
0: of right, the series, if right, that makes right, sense. Right, right, right. And then is that, is that a and specific so, type of car or a specific size of engine? Or what, what's the... Do, I, and if you don't know, that's fine, yeah. but I'm just curious. Um,
1: no, yeah. So it is definitely a different car to what he was driving last year. Last year, it was a single seater. Um, The nose of the car was a lot more pointed right. and it wasn't as fast as this yeah. one. Whereas these cars, I'm yet to still see it because obviously racing season, racing season is just starting right. now. Um, so I, when I do see it, I will definitely get all yeah, the specs yeah, and all yeah. the updates and I'll Right? Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Know. We should
0: follow this story and find out oh, what's yeah. how it how it progresses. Uh, yeah, for That's sure. awesome. And and the fact yeah, that you so attend good. many of the races, you know, and you're invested in the outcome of each race. More than, you know, I know lots and lots of people will watch anyone from Lewis Hamilton right through and they'll be invested in the outcome because they're a fan. But guess what? You're actually standing in the paddock, you know, wishing best of luck to the driver (laughs) as he's pulling out and, you know, hoping A for a safe outcome, B for a successful outcome and C that you get some really good content to push out on that social media so at least you can feel that you've been part of the journey as well during the day
1: oh for sure I think it's such an experience you see I honestly thought for a while after I'd been to a few of the races and I saw how it can be behind the scenes and this and I said to one of them I was like someone should make a reality show out of how the races are building up to it how they are after the race and because you'll see so many emotions and and then I think someone turned around and said they oh, have. okay, there you go. It's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Is yeah that Drive so, to Survive? No. Yeah. I I, oh, yes, I watched the first episode yesterday. It's so I good. It. I
0: haven't watched
2: it. I, I, no, no yeah. I won't spoil I it. Have a, I have a religious view on... So I know for, Formula One starts that's this right, coming weekend. Right. So... Yes. Uh, and Drive to Survive launched on Friday, but I made sure I didn't watch it on Friday... And I like to watch all. I like to binge all the right. episodes in yeah. such a way that I I finish the last episode on the day of the race. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why I started yeah. doing it, but then it's just so much fun because I'll finish that. I'm already in that hyped up mode, and then I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're and then you're you're
0: good to go. Then you've got your you've got your yeah Phil ready to go yeah. yeah that's good that's good <laughs> i must admit the only reason we haven't watched it is that we've just fell off the radar with with formula one over the last couple of years so I need to get back on it again and and kind of get you know because even you watch uh, a couple of races and then miss yep. three or four you kind of you're not in the cadence of it but when you start the series or the sorry the season and you start to follow and you know and to be fair there's so much going on off the track. There's, there's so much drama on the track, but there's so much drama off the track. And if you're not tuned into it, it's a bit like, and I, I'm not comparing it in the same way other than the narrative. If you're watching Love Island, you've got to watch every episode of Love Island in order to to, to appreciate the outcome, whatever the outcome is. I don't even know what happens on Love Island other than my wife watches yeah, yeah. it, <laughs> loves it, watches every single show, watches the, out, the whatever the after show thing is you know if anything comes up on facebook which isn't a story about the thing whatever fully invested and it's the same with formula 1 you've <laughs> got to be fully invested i believe you can't just mm. dip in and dip out because it's it's it 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 just doesn't give you that payoff if you like
2: i like uh i yeah i understand and i'm i'm like the last person who would 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 say like oh no it's not the same because i am that yeah, person who's yeah, completely yeah, yeah. invested and one it basically has made that my whole life uh but uh especially the good thing about drive to survive is it it's it's actually meant for to bring that's right. people that's in. right and uh so the way it does it is it drive to survive is not actually or just about it's not about the cars it's not about the engineering of these no. cars it's yeah. about story and it's about the drivers and the 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 mentality it takes to be on track and obviously it's about what happens during right. that season and and but they recap it in a very nice way that you so you're you're always invested in the eyes of like oh this is, this is what's happening to yeah, the driver yeah 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 and so it's so it's actually a very good way to get if if you wanted to start right to get back into following Formula One, drive to survive is a wonderful way to do it. No, I fully agree with you. And I've I've
0: read that. And I've also heard that it has improved uh, ratings, especially in America, viewing ratings in America. People have started to get really involved in Formula One now. And And it is finally becoming more of a global sport because of it. And the other thing is, it's become so successful for Formula One that now they've just launched the golf version. I don't know the name of the new Netflix series that's literally just been launched. Just, just the ah, it, it'll, if you open Netflix, yeah. it'll be the front, the top uh, recommendation.
2: And they launched a the tennis, version, the tennis as well. version as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because,
0: yeah, the, it, it's proven to be so successful for those, those sports.
2: So I will say it, it the latest the biggest uh right now formula one is a extremely thriving sport and that's ma- majorly because of drive yeah, to survive yeah, yeah. um because yeah. like before drive to survive it did not have the same amount of viewership. Right. i i remember as a kid following formula one i would have maybe two or three people in school who one, knew right. what it was and would talk about it and be like, oh, my God, did we want to do this? I'm sure it was different yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, of course. In yeah. this country, well, I'm sure like it Nines might have been Nelson different.
0: And all these kind of iconic names. Exactly. And,
2: you know, yeah. Yeah. Throughout the years. And motors, like, it was, mass- it's massive here. Like, motorsport has always been a huge part of British right, culture. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... But in in India, it's not that 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 big, and it was not that big. So I would have maximum two to three people. But now almost everybody back home yeah. as well talks but didn't about Force form, India ha- have a big play in that as well. Surely, surely Force India, yes. But that was like 2011-12. Yeah, yeah. That helped a lot, especially That's for Indian viewership. Mean, yeah. But it was still quite right. low. I, I even during the during all that Force India when Force India was in was uh the team running um that was when i was in school and very f- uh passionately yeah. following for the sport i would not have too many right, people to discuss right, it with. Right, right. and one of the the reasons i actually became like in university one of my closest friends the the reason why we became really good friends is because he had a red bull pack on <laughs> And I walked up to him was like, oh my God, you follow Formula One. He's like, you do, really? I said, yes, I love Formula One. And that's just starting yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. And now both of us are like, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So it, it, was, it was like that. It was very few people would talk wow. about it. And very few people actually follow the sport. And then I've seen from after Drive to Survive, people who the same people who would earlier not care about why i was so why why i talked about formula 1 so much now suddenly would come back to me and be like oh wow, formula 1 this is such a yeah, amazing yeah, 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 absolute yeah and like yeah so i mean for me it has yeah, really helped in getting i got
0: i've really got into it when they they i think it was channel 4 and when they launched it on channel 4 what was really good was they focused each week on a different part of the i'm going to call it strategy tires you know just just Um, pit stops there was kind of like and each week you learned a little bit more about about what was involved and then you kind of started to understand because if you superficially you know it's it's like looks very repetitive but when you start to understand that the tires can fall off a cliff or that 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 you know that there's such a uh, a choke point at the exit of the of the uh pit stop or any of those little once you understand those things then you get this drama that just builds and builds and builds and builds you know through the through the through the race so yeah i i, I must admit i do love formula one absolutely you know it's, as as well as the glamour and everything else it is an amazing sport i suppose what what i've what i've always found fascinating is the idea that um you take somebody like uh, Lewis Hamilton for example and they're known as a super driver. They have a super license, you know, which I'd love to know what one of those looks like. Is it like on a gold uh, a gold uh, credit card type thing, you know? But like a driver's Yeah, license. is it just a normal driver's license and it just yes. says super license on there or so, or is it a Yes, it like pretty a, much. So, you know, like, you—that's what I mean. Gold. I'm just picturing this kind of like. <laughs> it's not like an Amex yeah, black card. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. encrusted nice. in yeah, diamonds, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, but what struck me was I was I was reading an interview. Uh, so this journalist was meeting with um, Lewis Hamilton, and he picked them up. I think they were in somewhere in the south of France, and he picked them up in a in a little electric car, like a little electric Renault that he was driving, and. He was actually yeah. saying how stressed he gets on the normal roads. You know, he's like, Look at this guy yeah. in front. Why is he not overtaking this? You know. And he was like, This is why I hate to drive on the road, you know, because he can't cope with the it's the indecision, he said, is the thing that drives him crazy. It's the it's the little indecision moments that, you know, and we know that if you're driving in London, you're you're assertive. I'm gonna use the word assertive, not aggressive, assertive. Yeah. You need to be assertive. You need to take that that space if there's a space whereas you yeah. you yep. go for a drive down to sirencester and you know people will just let you out they'll just they'll just slow down and let you come forward whereas in london they'll blow their horn and whatever now there's a guy lewis hamilton 200 kilometers an hour you know looking for the gap and then there's lewis hamilton in the little Renault going i'm freaking you know how is it he can freak out over the little 20 mile an hour's Thing and yet <laughs> the 200 kilometers an hour thing he just totally in his moment of zen you know it's it's a weird thing in
2: his element yeah
1: i do wonder I that th- sometimes yeah like i do wonder like do race car drivers ever sometimes for a second forget that they're not on the track and that they're driving out and trying and fit into gaps in the in motorway traffic and stuff like I- I do wonder yeah. how they switch mentality so easily. <laughs> I did
0: hear that about one race I, car. I would assume it's sorry. Right go hard. ahead,
2: go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 please. No, I was continue. going
0: to say there was one driver, and it. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was a Lamprost or somebody, but he was known as uh, something like the King of the Gap. He always, he always overtook on every road, and he always found the gap. The you know to get in, you yeah. know, uh, which must be a very uh, scary experience uh, as a passenger. But uh, you know. So <laughs>
1: I assume he'd make the gap if he didn't exactly, see one. He'd, exactly, exactly. Edge yeah, that yeah, little yeah, bit in yeah, so the person yeah, behind yeah, has yeah, no yeah. choice. As opposed to all those
0: boy racers on the road who think there's a gap and they think that they're, uh, you know, yeah. kind of the one driver and they're patently not. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> yeah, because I, and, yeah, Senna did say uh, it was. It's his famous quote that if you don't no longer go for a gap that you see, you're no longer a racing. There car. you go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think that's. I think they just live. They just live with that yeah. mentality. But yeah, I, I, I think it, uh, on track, you know, you're on track with twenty other highly skilled yeah. drivers, and like, let's be on like, and p- quite arguably the best racing drivers right. on the planet are the twenty yeah. people on grid. Well, you, you'd and like to you think are, so. So you, you have that. You'd yeah. like to think so. Yeah. and you have this element of trust yes. that. You know that if I if I can come and I can be two two like just millimeters away yep. from your car, I know you'll have the respect and you'll be able yeah, to control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both can go through this part while on on the road. I I think that just gets that not knowing yes. how the other person's but, going to react. Uh, but I have have a, I
0: have a all right. Triggering. So here's an interesting thing. Um, uh, Adi, you're from India, right? that, that we know. And yeah. I'm married to somebody from Nepal and I lived eight years in Kathmandu, Nepal. So I'm quite, you know, with that part, driving and the road experience in that part of the world, I'm familiar with that. I'm sure, Zara, you're familiar with that part of the world. We're, 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 yeah. Go on.
1: But, ba- uh, right. Okay.
0: So. Right. No. So from that point of view, I'm just talking about now the opposite end of the spectrum. Like you just mentioned the inches apart, 200 kilometers an hour, trust. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. Yeah. When you go to the other end of the spectrum where you you can't trust and like nobody, nothing. You can't trust. He is going to pull out in front of you. He is going to not indicate and drive yeah. out in front of you. And yet what happens very few real accidents because everybody overcompensates for said maneuver that's unexpected because they expect the maneuver. Mm-hmm. So, so to so what I'm trying to say is this when I was, let's say, a year or two years in Kathmandu, having not been home, and then I come home and my dad would collect me from the and by the way, I didn't learn to drive until I was uh 37, which is another story. So really? so um dad would collect me. And the next thing I remember, we'd be driving along, let's say something like the um, um, the A5 uh, heading up towards um, uh, Northampton. So you're driving along and you would have a car coming the other way and then indicating to turn right. Now, we know he he's stopping and he's going to wait and you're doing your 70 miles an hour along. The, you know, and he's then go. But for a few seconds, because of what I've just been putting myself through in Kathmandu, I would get this kind of anxiety coming up that what if he jumps forward? Like he's not because he follows the rules of the road because we're in the UK. But yeah. my mentality was I'm so used to cars just pulling out and taxis. And, you know, and what always used to get me was if one car pulled forward and they left a space for one to come around, then then as those cars came down, there was a space for the car to go forward. So, in other words, if nobody filled that space, we wouldn't have any jam. What would happen? I, taxi would jump into that space and then block so now there's gridlock yeah. and it was like i always couldn't get my head around what were you thinking when you drove in there what why did you drive into that pocket there to block the that traffic coming gridlock. this way because always the road's very and it's like, and then he sits there like you know like you know he just doesn't shrug of the shoulder yeah. like you know <laughs> like it's not my fault when it's patently his fault and then everyone is blowing their horn and everyone is edging forward and eventually it comes right. But well, here I am on the on the a- A5 heading up the road towards, let's say, Northampton as, a, as an imaginary trip. And I see this car turning and he's indicating and I'm going, what if he, oh, he didn't drive. You know, it's like, and then after about a day or two days, <laughs> yeah. I would then start to calm down and realize, no, actually people do stop at the lights or they do stop at the, you know, wherever it is, the roundabout and they let traffic on. Whereas in Kathmandu, for example, they just don't. I mean, they have zebra crossings and I don't think anyone has ever walked across the zebra crossing because traffic doesn't stop. (laughs) So they just painted the the white and black lines and then nobody has ever actually walked across it because the traffic doesn't stop. I've seen tourists try it. They've stepped out and nothing stopped. So they've given up and and gone down further to where there's a a traffic light and wait for the traffic light and then cross over by the traffic light because the actual zebra crossing doesn't work as a zebra crossing. Nobody knows what it is. Anyway, it was just a a, a mad idea that when you have total chaos, you have no accidents. When you have supreme speed and trust you have very few accidents in relative sp- you know it's, it's really really super safe it's that middle ground where something unexpected happens you know somebody pulls out and then there's a prank usually it's changing lane without an indicator yeah. that's usually the the one for me that drives me, that drives me <laughs> yeah. mad. so yeah it's it's kind of really really strange isn't it how the mind works that we're able to avoid accidents mm. when it's totally accident prone <laughs> Have you have you driven? You've driven I've in India, you. haven't you? Um, yeah, yes. Because well, I, yes I haven't driven. I haven't driven in Kathmandu, so I don't know what it's like to drive. I have ridden a scooter in Kathmandu through the traffic. Yeah. That's kind of a scary thing, but not actually driven a four wheel. <laughs> That's all yeah, experience yeah, 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 yeah,
2: as well. Yeah, but you have to you. It's signal now you're trying to you squeezing in between cars to yeah. go forward and yeah no yeah scooters are a whole That's different scary. thing yes i do drive in india uh not as much as yeah. i would have liked because uh, we uh, my my mum is is terribly scared of anything uh, okay. me driving and i don't think i've not given her a real reason to why as well i mean i think i'm a pretty yeah. good driver But my mom just starts to get extremely scared when I start driving. So even if I'm, Um, we were on a highway once and I was driving very reasonably at this like 60, 70 kilometers an hour.
0: So it's like 40
2: miles, I think even lesser. Um, and it was, it, I was just cruising along very ca- happily in my lane and I can hear my mom sitting in the backseat just praying and she's holding <laughs> on to that, uh, the door handle on top and she, she's oh both hands there and she's just praying to God. And then for 10 minutes and mom's like, switch drivers or I'm getting off and taking a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, I mean, I <laughs> get it, but it's, you know,
0: yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, no. But mind you, it reminds me a little bit <laughs> of do. my wife. She's the same. So when I changed from the Jaguar to the, uh, SLK, the thing she missed most about the SLK was the thing to hold on to. (laughs) She was like, there isn't a thing. And then when we got the uh, the new XE again, Oh, I missed this. Here it is. Cause when I come around the corner, Um, she's like (laughs) hanging on. And it's like, why are you hanging on? It's like a thing she does. I don't know. Just, just that's what she likes to do. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's a passenger thing from that part of the world, but, uh,
1: But saying that though, when I used to have a, speaking of the um, handlebars, when I used to drive a Yaris, a Toyota Yaris 2002, it only had a handlebar for the driver, which I found very (laughs) peculiar. I was like, surely the driver's not the one that's going to be doing it. And I don't know if that was, I was like, is that a production or is that... (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, I never, I never got to the bottom of that answer whether they were produced so like I, that. I have a theory that on
0: that. Was, just now, exactly. I don't know. Never heard of that before. But what if the cars were made yeah. for uh, we drive on the right? So what if they're made for left-hand drive and then they just changed them, but they never changed that. That those, you know, True. maybe they just changed over. You know, so in Japan or wherever the Yaris was originally produced, yeah. they were produced only for the passenger. But then, when they shipped yeah. them abroad, they swapped to the other side. I don't know. That's an idea.
1: That's ja-
2: probably... But it's a very good thought, actually. But the but I think Japan drives on the same so, side as we do. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> it's a silly idea. We'll have to yeah. look into it. Right? Unless unless somebody listening yeah, to this can write in. No, but message. it could be very... Like, it doesn't have to be made yes. in Japan, though. So they could have made the Yaris for, like, the European yep. Uh, yep. market and then decided, oh, we'll just switch yeah. the driving yeah, exactly. console exactly. side. But then why waste the money changing the top yeah. handlebar <laughs> who uses it yeah, exactly just the <laughs> yeah, driver yeah. in this case does your
0: mother drive uh Addy? Does did your does your mom um, actually drive no <laughs> no no but that's the interesting thing uh, no. my wife doesn't drive either so so the, there's this total fear of something that might happen and something might happen and something might happen but it comes from a place of i'm just saying that it's just kind of ironic that they don't actually drive and when you don't actually drive then you're kind of disempowered if that makes sense or you don't kind of fully i don't know what the right phrase i'm looking for is but you i know that when when i'm sitting as a passenger yes i I, we all have this sense of kind of trust for the person driving but you kind of get okay, I see the car ahead is starting to break. I now know he's going to break. You know, you kind of just are able to read, no, oh, I can start, it. for example, a really good one. When you're driving in on the A40 Westway heading into London, one of the little things that I notice is there is, um, you know, you know when you're standing as a pedestrian waiting to cross a road and then you get a countdown, seven, six, five, you know, tells you when they're going to change. I'm watching for that. So I'll see, there's one by a Holiday Inn. Yeah, I think it's Holiday Inn. And it counts from from twenty seconds down. So when you're coming up along, you can see that 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 those pedestrians are standing right there, and they're counting down fifteen, fourteen. So I now know that this green light ain't changing for fifteen seconds, fourteen, thirty. So I can keep going. Whereas my wife will be saying, "Slow, slow down, sl- slow down, slow down," you know. And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, but I'm watching something on the road that's telling me that this won't change because." You know, those, if it was going to change now, then those pedestrians would be getting ready to cross the road and it would be coming to zero. So if I see it coming down five, four, three, you know, then I'll know I need to slow down because any second now it's going to change. So it's that kind of awareness when you're a driver. And then as a passenger, you you take that same awareness, maybe less tuned in because you're a passenger. Obviously, you're not concentrated, but you're aware. But there's moments when... You know, Arty, my wife will jump and say, ah, "You know, something." You know, it's like I, I got it's okay. I got it. It's all right. It's cool. It's all right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's. I, I don't know. I, true, I just yeah. feel that uh, the, maybe there should be a course for how to be a passenger. I don't know. <laughs> how to be a passenger? <laughs> yeah, because
1: it's interesting you say that. Because my my mom's the same. My mom doesn't drive, so there's times where the traffic light for me is still red to flashing yeah, yeah, amber yeah. and I'll just go because I can see the other ones turn right. red so that means my one's just about
0: to go green and my mom will be like what there are you, you doing? go. that's like, what I get the same thing I flashing. get the same thing or you go you, yeah. you're coming up to it and it's changing amber and you think right I, I can break right now and I'll end up with two feet over the line or just sail through and you sail yeah. through and you're by the way, you've sailed through and it was still amber just turning red. I mean, you're still legally compliant. Yeah. And my wife's like, I can't, you're, you're driving like, you know, who are you, Lewis Hamilton? What are you driving like that for? You yeah. know, there's no need to be so aggressive. <laughs> and I'm like, What? If you're in London, <laughs> if you're driving in London and you did, you stop there, you'll get cars behind you blowing the horn saying, what are you doing? Yeah, You know, yeah. So, so.
1: London's a complete different ball game, oh, isn't it? It's those. terrible. Actually, <laughs> I must
0: tell you, that reminds me of, of my mum's my uncle, uh, John Dempsey, who came to the UK when he was 14 and made his money in the days when they were building the M25 or, uh, for example, yeah. the Heathrow Terminal 4. He was involved in the groundworks and so on and made a fortune in those huge construction works. So he was, they, they himself and his wife, and they lived in, in Hangar Lane for 40 years oh. and just had the most amazing life, seven, wow. eight holidays a year and so on. But he had this huge, great, wow. big Mercedes. So when I was about uh, 14 or 15... He had this big Mercedes four fifty, and every now and then he, you know, I'd pop in and see them, and he'd say, "Well, let's go for a bite to eat," and we would get in the car and he'd drive up to the top of the hill and he'd come down to the to the gyratory, and the next thing is, <laughs> I'm laughing about it because as he said it, he said um, he'd come right down, and then as soon as the the lights would change, he would floor it, and you it would it would hit the back here you know, and he'd floor it and then he would drive right up and in and in and in and then he look at me and he said if you stop you're fucked and he <laughs> and he would just keep going keep going keep going and he uh-huh. never let anyone in that was his thing so i'm not yeah. quite as bad as that but but you've got to just be assertive you cannot cannot cede okay. otherwise you get walked over but i used to cycle Can I just in that
1: I was just going to say, was that in Hangar Lane area? Yeah, there's the big gyratory.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: don't blame him. You you let someone in there, you're screwed. Yeah, it's terrible. (laughs) It's really, really. (laughs) It's so bad. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah. I find the best way to attack that one is because I have to go in and up and around because I have a parking space there just across the road. Some lovely oh, friends of ours. And they very kindly said, anytime you want to park, uh, we have a space here. So you've got oh, to drive wow. up around the gyratrium back down again to get to their to their house. So what I find is when you drive up, if you stay on the, on the very, very inside lane, there's no traffic around the inside lane and then just come across at the last set of lights. You, you know, you so you'll get around it in one go without having to stop yeah. at all the lights, because the inside lane will just go straight through one, two, three, four, and then and then you can oh. come out. But I always put the car in sport mode. I've always found if you put the car in sport mode, and it's not because I want to go faster, but it's because then you get that pickup, you get that instant kind of jump jolt, you, you get, get the response. response. Yeah. So when you uh-huh. when the light changes you know this car is going to be pulling in in front of you so if you if you can jump and just get your wing mirror ahead of his then then he's got to then keep indicating to get in behind you so yeah sport okay. mode if i've
1: had sport mode the most sportiest my car gets is probably shell v power but other than that i don't think i can i don't think i
0: can make it sportier than that actually i must admit i, I now i shouldn't tell this story because i know my wife will be listening to this and then she's going to tell me off later but i was up i was delivering um delivering i was dropping my daughter off at uh, at a friend's house yesterday and on the way back it just happened that, and it's a fifty zone. So this guy came flying up and overtaking me, like you know, really letting me know he's in charge. And we both came down to a set of lights, and you know, I couldn't help it. So I just popped it into sport mode, and I thought, yeah, well, let's see, you know. And the next thing, the lights changed, and he, like, he was edging forward. So he jumped, and he he got ahead of me by you know, ten, fifteen feet. And I just floored and I got to to 55 and he was still trying to get up to 20 and 30, you know. And eventually I just locked it on 55 not to break the rules. And then he sailed by me again doing 65 or 70 in a 50 zone. And I thought, well, if the only time you can beat me is by breaking the speed limit... Then it's not, you know. I I did all I needed to do you? to show him that, you know, why why are you bothering, you know? But I wasn't. I wasn't going to be racing him all the way up to the next set of lights because that's just, in the end, it's not worth getting caught. It's just not worth <laughs> the hassle. Just not worth. It. But uh, but yeah, I had to. I had to just let him know that uh, that <laughs> <laughs> let's let's try it on and and even for five fleeting seconds. Yeah, I showed him. <laughs> yeah, as I stayed within the speed limit, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Oh, that makes me so, so fun. So then, on that note, then Adi doesn't drive at, here in the UK. You haven't, you haven't got the
2: the. I haven't got my yeah. license yeah, yet. Yeah. No, so I'm a, The plan is to get one, so I'll, I'll take the uh, provisional yeah. license, and uh, and then I'll have to do the test. Right. For yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Full proper license, yeah, which is going to be fun. So I think I was thinking of taking a like a like a crash yeah, course if yeah, they yeah. do something, just like five. Because obviously coming from India, we drive a lot yeah, differently. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so just just to get used to the the rules and regulations here, it just it would just be a smart right. thing to do. Yeah. And I think like I remember I was the, the we don't have roundabouts in India. That's not a thing. It's always intersections. So coming here and trying to understand how a roundabout works, yeah. and my friend had just bought his car at the, and he is Indian. So we both got in, and I remember we've gone onto the wrong turn, like the wrong lane, so many times. It's like that's the lane. No, 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 no. Oh, this yeah. is the one. Oh, no, we no, you've gone to the wrong. You've gone to the extreme left. You have to yeah, turn yeah, right. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, no. Yeah. So like, but like through that, at least now I've understood how roundabouts yeah. work to yeah, an extent. Yeah. But then. Any complication in this roundabout, and then suddenly there's like like the one that's between Bister and uh, yeah. Oxford, where there's like where you have multiple sets of signals in between, and the, and the Hangar Lane one, I wouldn't know how to. Yeah, hang, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, know yeah, how yeah, to drive yeah. through it. probably oh, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the worst, the worst yeah, one just, is down in Swindon gotta, the
0: Magic Roundabout. It's eight roundabouts. Eight. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a yeah. combination of eight roundabouts known as the the Magic Roundabout. I've been on it. It's a nightmare. <laughs>
1: god i couldn't imagine I know, is it like you go onto one and as you come off that one you're immediately on the next yes, one yes and the same and the same and yeah. same it's, like it's about four oh junctions one
0: after the other on all, all little mini roundabouts and they call oh. it the magic roundabout it's it's uh the it's it's the opposite of the magic roundabout but anyway that the i was name, gonna the say how stuck. to enhance them. but um yeah. so so okay you're gonna learn to drive and then so zara what are you driving right now what's your
1: Currently, I'm driving a 2004 Vauxhall Astra, yep. which initially I bought with the intention to fix and sell. Yep. And I just eventually just. But you haven't got round to more. fixing it. I fixed no, it. I'm no, joking. I fixed it very. Yeah. <laughs> you just fell in love with it. Oh, no. <laughs> You're doing YouTube tutorials. Yeah. I, I just couldn't get it fixed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just turned out to be
1: quite a. Uh, you know, I had loads of people coming up to me at one point because I work um, multiple jobs and loads of people coming up to me. Why don't you treat yourself to a nice car? Yeah. Like, get You can afford it. You work jobs. Blah, blah, blah. I said, whether or not this car gets me from A to B, yeah. just fine. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I don't need a, as much as I'd love to. <laughs> Currently, it's just practical, <laughs> that little car. And yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. stuck with the Vauxhall Astra
0: yeah and then and then i'm the other end of the spectrum i'm the exact other end of the spectrum where yeah, yeah i could have a car that gets me from a to b but i choose to go out and get a jaguar xe which you guys know i cherish 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 which i guess yes. i guess that's the part of the story that we didn't kind of bring round. and maybe what we'll do is we'll, we'll mention this and then wrap it up because i've just realized that we've been recording for quite some time and i've just been yeah i've just been enjoying this conversation oh, yeah. Yeah, i know i can't way. believe <laughs> so um so i learned to drive on i was 37 and the reason for that was because uh i was going to college in slough and my first job was in london and i lived in london for about seven or eight years so when you live in london and you work 15 16 hours a day and by the way i i was a guy who enjoyed a drink and just always never saw the value in having a car owning a car i wouldn't know where to keep it or park it and i would never be sober enough to drive it most of the time anyway so didn't need it Then I lived in Bermuda for two years, so I had a little scooter there. Then I came back to London again for a little while, and then I moved to Kathmandu, and again in Kathmandu. Scooter gets you around town, taxi if you need it, and again, I enjoyed my drinking more than anything else. And owning a car was a very expensive endeavour, so never had it. Then I came over to the UK again, and I had a pub, and, and I lived in the pub over the shop. So in the end... You were kind of in a position where you just you just never ever needed you just needed didn't need to come. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. day finally came yeah, when I said, Right, I need to now get some driving lessons. And I was very lucky because the the driving instructor who taught me she also taught advanced driving, so she taught me to an advanced level. Not not that I got a certificate or anything like that, but just that the level of driving that I got was, was amazing. But which by the way, yeah. as a person who cycled in London for four years And I'm talking cycled around that gyratory. I used to cycle from Kensington out the A4 to Slough to college. I used to cycle on the A4 out to Slough. And I used to also cycle from get the train to Reading and from Reading to Gloucester. I used to cycle in a day and visit my friend and then take the train in the next day. So I did huge mileage on the bike on the road. And again, you have to be really assertive and just own your space and the really important thing for me was eye contact with the other driver, so I wouldn't wear sunglasses, just so that when when you came up to something, if the car looked like he was giving you the gap, you took it because you made the eye contact oh. with him, and you just you just kept going. So anyway, eventually, then got the the lessons. I failed the first time, and you know what the <laughs> you know what the examiner said. She said, um, "I'm really sorry." She said, "You failed." The only way I can put it is you drove like an old woman. (laughs) I was so cautious. I was just so cautious. I was so nervous about making a mistake that I just, and at one point there was a car coming and I thought it was going a bit quicker than it was. And it wasn't, it was like crawling along and it was an age for me to pull out into the, into the thing. And of course that was it. She just said, look, you i know you can drive in fact apparently i was able to pull away in third gear and didn't stall the car so it's like i was really good at driving but i was too cautious because i was trying to not make any mistakes and in the not making any mistakes i ended up making the biggest mistake of all so anyway eventually got back out did the second test Oh, my God, the most difficult driver ever. He said, and down here, turn right. And we go down, and I turn right. And he said, I just told you to turn left. I said, no, you didn't. You just told me to turn right. I just told you to turn left. And, of course, now that we've gone a different way than he thought we were going... I think it put him out a little bit. And then in the end, mm. so he sat there in the car going, I really should fail you. I should fail you. Da, 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 my driving circuit. Look, has he passed or bit? He's passed. Right, come on, let's go. You've passed. Thank you. And walked away, left him sitting there in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he had a bit of a reputation, this guy. Anyway, eventually got the, t- yeah. the license. Here I am, 37. I've now got my license. And then I'm thinking, right, what car do I buy? And my parents had a, um, a hotel in a little village called Potten on the on the bedford cambridge border and um this hotel used to be owned by this old couple and when when they sold the property they asked i think the story goes that they had a small bungalow built in the corner of the the car park where they lived so they were in their 80s and they had this peugeot 306 and when they died the car was there in the car park and of course my dad just happened to say to the family what's happening with the car and they said well we don't know we just have to get rid of it he said well i'll give you 500 quid for it so he gave them 500 quid and then he said here's a car i said thank you very much actually it was a lovely little car i mean you know it was a Peugeot It's your first car you know but it only had fourteen thousand miles on the clock and it was 1998 it, i think <laughs> i worked out that it was 25 miles a week is what that car had been driven in the time that i had it so it was like immense so got going on this car, and then eventually what I didn't realize about owning a car was the freedom you get. You just get this freedom. So had yeah. that, and then my next car was upgraded to a Jag XE. From a <laughs> from a Peugeot 306 <laughs> to, to <laughs> a Peugeot Jag 3. XE. So that's a story for another day because I gotta tell you about what that experience was of driving that and then changing to that. But I don't want to go on now because I've just realized. We've just been talking for one hour, 25 minutes, which is just mental. <laughs> so listen, what do you think, guys? Do you think this is the kind of thing we might want to come back and do again?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this has been I've, enjoyed, yeah. It. Yeah. Been
0: I've intense, enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. So been fun. I think to be fair to anyone who has tuned into this, um, our intention was today just to get to know each other, say hi, share some experiences and thoughts. But what we then want to do is kind of build out a couple of little things. We'd love to get some um, um, questions in and opinions in from maybe some listeners or viewers if you're watching this on YouTube. The intention is to maybe put this on YouTube as well. And then what we thought was maybe some little tutorials uh, from under the hood, maybe one or two kind of explainers on how things work from the automotive design sphere and then you know I'm a guy who really likes to keep a car clean pristine looking good you know so yeah you
1: are every time
2: <laughs> so so <laughs> that's an yeah, under- yeah, I was yeah. say, God, I've never seen <laughs> I have never seen another human spend four hours on a Saturday <laughs> polishing up the car there you go there you go
1: it was always the cleanest car.
2: And you polish it every time you get out as well. Yeah. Which yeah. is just, yeah, I have never heard of someone doing yeah. that before. But that just shows how much you, you care yeah, and care yeah, for it. Yeah, absolutely. yeah fair
0: absolutely. play, yeah. So so yeah. what I'm getting at is that from the mechanical point of view, from the design and, and, and engineering point of view, and then from the driving experience point of view, we collectively have, you know, quite a lot of... Uh, expertise in one sense curiosity in another sense uh you know and enthusiasm we we want to get to the bottom so if somebody asks a question and we don't know actually i think we would enjoy finding out the answer to that and kind of just understand it ourselves and then and then share that and then also i thought what we would do is maybe share little things like for example adi if there was a car of the week so maybe next time we'll if you could think about tell me about a car you've just seen sure. recently could be a concept car could be something that you've seen on youtube bring that to the table the okay. other thing i'm into by the way bit. i'm going to show you right now i shouldn't do this but i'm going to see if it works hang on and if it doesn't work i'll will uh, put a link in the show notes to the to the picture hang on hang on hang on this is totally unrehearsed as you can see so i was in london and i love license plates you know that so my XE, I have hello XE oh, yeah. on my XE. And <laughs> yeah. on my SLK, I had, well, we'll talk about the SLK one another time. So I was in, and I saw this license plate. And the funny thing is, I have seen this to add the earlier on. I saw the license plate, and because of the license plate, I was like, oh, wow, look at this license plate. And it was only after I spotted the license plate that I saw the vehicle it was on. Whereas anyone else would go, oh, my God, look at that vehicle. And then go, oh, and the license plate is quite cool. So let me bring this up. Let's see if you can i'll i'll show you that can you s- oh, is that hilarious. a Lamborghini? it's backwards and look is, at the license yeah.
2: plate i k- k-1. Yeah. K-1. k1
0: k1 oh,
2: k1 okay and, and you see
0: what you have to understand is that in Kathmandu, there was kilroy's of kamandu was my yeah. restaurant but we also owned a restaurant called k2 right that was our second one and we also had an outside catering yeah. company called k right k-t-r-i-n-g <laughs> But whenever yeah. I answered the phone to someone, I would call myself K1 because we had K2 and I was K1. <laughs> so when I saw the plate, I was like, and by the way, hang on, let me just show you. The back It looks even better. Look. I mean, wow. it just looked yeah. immense. I'll share the photographs in the show notes, but I had to stop. That was on Stone Square. It just looked immense. Parked double yellow. Not one <laughs> F was given about where we parked. So yeah. I'll be sharing maybe some... I- um, license plates that's my thing i'm into that you know i love those those combinations and then zara i'm not sure yet what we're going to share with you but i do know that we have some ideas oh my, that we're going to explore don't worry. yeah oh,
1: my head's always full of questions yeah, yeah, don't yeah. You worry. but also we want to
0: think about things like playlists <laughs> and music and what do we listen to in the car and what do we get up to you know just yeah. you know uh good i mean for example journeys where would you go for the day what's what's a great day trip to go on you know that kind of thing yeah. so there's just all of those that world of 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 enjoying the experience of driving we're going to be looking into that over the next few weeks but today was just about saying hi shoot okay. the shit talk about cars driving our love of the whole thing and then we'll figure it out as we go along so in the meantime okay. let's call it a day thank you so much have a lovely evening and uh until the next time yeah all good take care bye now bye 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 -bye. we'd love to hear from you so if you have any questions or want to share an opinion you can reach us at www.drivetalking.show where you can also pick up the show notes for today's episode and if you enjoyed this episode why not subscribe to drive talking on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to leave us a review so that other people can find us as well